Hey there, lovebirds. Happy Wedding Wednesday, and welcome to Your I Do Crew, a wedding planning podcast. Each week, Atan and Lindsay bring over 30 years of industry experience to the table with insight and interviews from local and national wedding pros to give you the best tips, tricks, and hacks that will take the stress out of your wedding planning process and help elevate your special day. So grab something old and something new. It's time to listen to your I Do Crew. So you're having a drink as we're talking, and you thought that that was thematically appropriate. So why don't you tell our listeners what it is that you do? Uh, so I am the owner of Premier Pour Bartending. Uh, we are a mobile bartending business that takes care of events such as weddings, corporate events, fundraisers, uh, basically anywhere and everywhere that um, doesn't have a either an on-premise liquor license already or staff on site. Um, basically, we provide the labor the you know the supplies um and then the way that it works in the state of ohio along with um some other states around us michigan and everything that we are in frequently um there's no such thing as a mobile liquor license so Mm -hmm. the only thing that that means is we cannot purchase alcohol at wholesale cost and resell it to our clients um Mm -hmm. our clients are responsible for providing their own alcohol and then that way they end up saving a ton of money by you know doing so Interesting. Okay. So I didn't know that. I know that some of the liquor laws tend to be fairly draconian. Um, so that's good to know that that's how that works. You are not wrong. <laughs> I know. Well, I live in, we've said I live in Bowling Green and we've had a shortage of liquor license. So it's one of those things where every time a bar closes, there's like a rabid dog fight to see who's <laughs> going to get the liquor license that they had. Well, at this point there are, cause I started my um, bartending career when I was going to school at Bowling Green. Um, mm-hmm. I used to bartend at 149 North when they first opened up. And then I was over at yeah. uh, downtown for probably six years after that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, basically, you know, most of those bars in the town anymore are essentially owned by like four, basically like four different people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But they're doing a good job. So oh, I guess ab- I can't blame them. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So so you used to be a bartender when you were in college and now you've you've turned that into a bartending business. How the mobile mobile bartending? What's the what's the what's the tagline? What's the you know, mobile bartending solution? Um, the, the premier mobile bartending solution in Northwest Ohio. Love it. I love that. I just kind of made that up on the spot. I mean, I don't exactly <laughs> have a, a Northwest Ohio's premier bartending service. Um, you know, I, mm-hmm. there isn't one specifically that we've, uh, really coined over the years, but you know, basically anything that has to do with mobile bartending. I mean, we're kind of the go-to mm-hmm. company. So yeah. yeah. Now do you, so you don't just do weddings then? Correct. Would you say that the most thing that you do is weddings? I would say 90% of our business is weddings um, mm-hmm. just because there are so many of them. Uh, man, we, we do a lot of corporate stuff as well. Uh, we've sure. done stuff for the Toledo Arts Commission. We've done stuff for the Toledo Zoo, like their big uh, zoo to do event. Um, okay. We do a, a handful of large fundraisers every year uh, where they uh, acquire a temporary liquor license from the state and then they're able to actually uh, purchase alcohol at wholesale um, and then sell it to all of their guests and everything to to make money for the organization um, a lot of nice. uh, a lot of catholic schools um, are big into that they do a lot of big fundraisers and auctions and and stuff mm. like that cool a lot of proms or no <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, actually, we do we do a lot of uh, graduation parties because we have the parents of the kids that are graduating that want to have their friends there and have some drinks mm-hmm. and whatever else, and oh, then yeah. also making sure you know that we keep um, all the alcohol from and you know away from anybody that isn't of age. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and you know, I'm sure you guys, I'm, I'm sure there's some licensure that comes into it that you're, you're, you know, training your bartenders, you're training to make sure that they are real being in that business. You have to be so careful to not serve oh, somebody who's underage. Oh, absolutely. Um, not only is it a, uh, you know, a liability issue from, you know, mm-hmm. with the dram shop laws in the state of Ohio, you know, legal liability uh, for, you know, if anybody were to get hurt or anything were to happen, uh, but actual personal liability from, you know, the, if, you know, if, I were to serve somebody that's underage, then it's me personally that's getting the citation. Really? So it's not just the the business, it's actually kind of both. Yes, absolutely. Oof. Well, so good to, good to keep your nose clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it you because if you were to basically go somewhere and have it happen again, it would it would be your name attached to it? Is that why they do it that way? I'm not exactly sure why. I know that, you know, so basically, you know, so so if you were you know, I know how everybody, you know, you know, all those younger, you know, people who are 21, 22 that are buying, you know, alcohol for their underage friends and whatever else, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's basically, you know, where it comes into play where, you know, you're the person that's purchasing and providing alcohol to somebody that's underage. So you are the one that physically gave them the alcohol. Yeah. Um, mm. So whether you're at a venue and you're bartending for, you know, any bar up and down the street that has a liquor license and you serve somebody underage, um, you can be cited by either liquor control or um, by the local authorities. Or, you know, if you're somebody who purchased alcohol, you know, bought your friend a case of beer and they aren't 21 years old, um, you can be cited for that just like you would a bartender that's, you know, serving somebody at a bar. Mm -hmm. Um, Interesting. Wow. Cool. So it's good to keep all that in mind. It's good to have you there because you know the ins and outs of it, you know, the rules. And I mean, while it's generally, you know, considered bad form, there are some people who may not be as careful with that, especially if they're throwing a party for their kid or whatnot. So having you there is really kind of creating a liability shield because with your professionalism and with your knowledge, you're going to be like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Hard pass. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what was the turn? I'm really curious. What was the turn from bartending in a location to deciding that this was going to be a a mobile service that you were going to do at all these different events? I actually, uh, when I was bartending, when I was down in college, uh, I had two of our Monday night dart league regulars uh, that came up and asked me like, hey, you know, we're, we're actually getting married down in Mexico uh, and we're having a reception back up here. So how about you bartend the reception when we come back here? And, you know, we'll have a grand old time. So, you know, they they paid me well. Um, I had a whole lot of fun with everybody and then realized, I'm like, all right, I could probably do this. Mm-hmm. And then I had another one of the Monday Night Dart League guys that ended up doing the same thing. Uh, I did his son's wedding and then realized, like, okay, like, I could really, like, turn this into a, a business. So then mm-hmm. I ended up getting some business cards made. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of snowballed from there. Mm-hmm. The light bulb goes on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I've I've always been in. I've always you know wanted to, you know, do something like that. I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit and really wanted to um, pursue something in the, either the event industry or you know something entrepreneurial. Uh, my dad for years was a mobile disc jockey, um, and I kind of learned a little bit about events and everything from what he was doing. Mm-hmm. 
cool. So you kind of got that that background. You kind of already had a little bit of the knowledge in there, uh, and then you just got the got the itch for it. Yep, exactly. I love it. So, how many people do you have on your team? Um, all depending. Uh, all depends on the number of events that we have and the the weekend in general. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the largest event that we've ever done was, I would say. Well, the largest wedding we've ever done was a wedding that was um, was actually an Indian wedding, and the uh, groom's brother actually held it at his property, and it lasted for I believe five days, um, and then the, so we were there for like three of the different events on a couple of the different days, and uh, the biggest day, the actual day of the the ceremony and reception, we had I think starting in the morning and then throughout the evening between setup, teardown, um, bartenders, servers, bussers, everything. I think we had like 40, 45 people there for that event. Wow. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. That Holy is. Cow. On any other given weekend, um, you know, we've got two, three, four, five weddings and we've got 12 people, you know, 12 or 14 people going out for, for that many events. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, so you keep a pretty regular crew. Um, are they are they strictly your employees, or are they more like subcontracting? Um, a lot of them, you know, kind of. Everybody else usually has a, another job. Um, this isn't a you know one hundred percent their income. Uh, sure. We have a lot of people that, especially during you know the busy wedding wedding season in the summer, um, a whole lot of teachers that want to do something in the summer and come back and you know bartend. Uh, we have a handful of other people and other professions around the area that um, it's just something fun that they want to do on the weekends. You know, they they used to bartend a while ago. They have the experience, but still want to. Um, still want to maintain that social lifestyle and go out and, you know, hang out and, and be able to bartend on the weekend and have fun with, you know, have fun with us, have fun with their friends and, uh, you know, have fun with all the guests at all of these events. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's really funny that, you know, you could graduate high school and go to a party over the summer and see your teacher behind the bar slinging <laughs> some drinks. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So do you work really closely with the, a lot of the venues in the area then? Uh, yes, basically anywhere and everywhere that uh, doesn't have a liquor license on site. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we are able to provide services at. Uh, we do a lot of stuff um, out at the stables. We do a lot of stuff with the Metro Parks, mm-hmm. um, you know, the venues downtown, um, you know, a whole lot of venues like that that, you know, obviously don't have a license on site. Toledo uh, mm-hmm. Botanical. Um, yeah. basically anybody that has a tented wedding out in their backyard, uh, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. No, that's, uh, that's really cool then. So then do those venues that, do they tend to recommend you or do couples tend to find you on their own? Um, uh, we have a lot of, we've got great relationships with all of those, uh, you know, different venues that we are frequent at. Um, they definitely do a lot of recommendations for us. And then, you know, a lot of people also find us either via our website, um, social media, definitely. Mm-hmm. Working, working that SEO. Absolutely. Nice. Something nice. that I have learned a whole lot more about now, uh, now that we've got a lot more downtime uh, at home. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know a lot of us in the wedding industry right now are, are looking at that and like, well, you know, my calendar just cleared for the next two months. What can I learn? What can I do? Yeah, exactly. I actually just completed a couple different online certifications within the past couple of days uh, as far as, you know, alcohol and food service and whatever else. Um, and then, you know, I'm looking forward to in, uh, 
in on the 15th of April, we actually take possession of a new warehouse that we're moving our operations into, which will be will have the ability to do a, a whole lot more out of. Oh, That's nice. So cool. Yeah. Congrats, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I mean, you know, not having any events and having that revenue is a little bit rough, but you know. yeah. 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 <laughs> I can understand that. I, I, I am there too. But hey, we'll make it we'll make it work. <laughs> I had so I had a question and again, I you know, my whole jam is the ceremony, so I seldom make it to the reception. So when I think bartending and I think event bartending, I think like the movie Cocktail, Tom Cruise with the the throwing the bottles and stuff. Do you guys do that or is that above above and beyond? So so Premium I service? Uh, so I have learned a little bit of flair bartending. Uh, mm-hmm. it's it's not something that I do regularly. Um yeah, it's really more show and all of that, but when you've got, mm-hmm. you know, you've got 200 guests that just got done at the ceremony outside and they're coming in for cocktail hour. Uh, and you're trying to serve 200 guests with, you know, two or three bartenders. You're, Mm -hmm. you're not taking that extra time to do all that flair bartending. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying, you're trying to maintain, you're trying to maintain your sanity and remember the seven drinks that, you know, somebody just ordered. Oh man. Yeah. That's the, the throughput there has to be crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially when, you know, it's not that bad when you have a, uh, a ceremony that's off site and people are kind of slowly filtering in. Um, uh, but when mm. you've got, you know, 200, 250, 300 person, uh, guest count and they just had an outdoor ceremony and they're walking in, you know, straight from there to go to cocktail hour. I mean, it's, you get rushed pretty quick. Yeah, I can imagine. And are a lot of the places that or a lot of the the events that you're doing, are they having a limited menu of drinks or is it kind of like go at it, go crazy? It really kind of all depends. Um, you know, we, we preach the fact that less is more, um, you know, you definitely don't want to take a, you know, for example, like a place like, you know, the stables, um, mm-hmm. you're, that's literally a, a barn. It's, it's an, mm-hmm. it's a barn that you've turned into a uh, reception facility and you don't mm-hmm. have the ability to put a, um, a full bar in there. You know, you're not going to have yeah. blue, blue curacao and, you know, amor- you know and, and every other liqueur and you know, everything mm-hmm. that you would see on the, on a standard back bar. Um, but if you have a lot of the, the staples and the couple extras, um, you're really, you're really able to do a lot with a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and like you said, a lot of the, the, the focus is on making people sure people are served in a timely manner, you know, being friendly and courteous to them. Not, not the flair as much as that makes me sad on the inside. I know. <laughs> I understand. I, we, we still, once it slows down, um, every once in a while, depending on the crowd and depending on how we're, how we're feeling, uh, we'll start mm-hmm. throwing some stuff around and we definitely have some fun back behind the bar. Uh, you'll catch us, <laughs> you'll catch, you'll catch us dancing. Um, and in a lot of places, what you don't want to do is if you're ever doing any flair bartending or anything like that, um, it's, it's a whole lot, uh, more difficult if there's a concrete floor underneath you and there's no, uh, rubber floor mats, because you know that if you do accidentally drop that bottle, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be all over the place. Yeah. Game over. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. No, I, I just always think of the, I think I always think of the flair because, uh, for me, the, the ceremony I'm up in front of everybody, it's all the showmanship. So that's why. I tend to focus that way, but <laughs> hey, I'll, I can I can spit some fire for you sometime if you need me to. <laughs> oh, dude, yes, done, done deal. We'll, we'll look at our calendar and we'll see when we have a, a coinciding wedding. We're gonna get we're gonna need Lindsay there to uh, take yes. some pictures though. So 
And yeah. I, I will. But I definitely am not like you guys. I will just hide the whole time. That's, that's my style. <laughs> Oh, man. So what's something that you find yourself as you're working with folks planning weddings that you find that either they have some misconception about or you find that they really need to be educated about? What's what's a piece of wisdom that you bring to the table? Um, there are a couple things, actually. Uh, the liquor laws would probably be um, one mm-hmm. of the bigger ones. Uh, yeah. A lot of people think that, you know, it's, you know, it, back to that whole 21 years old thing. Um, you know, they, they want their, you know, 20 year old or 18, 19 year old cousin to be able you know, bridesmaid to be able to have a couple cocktails. Um, you know, it's liability on us and that's not a chance that we really want to take or really want to risk. Um, right. And then, you know, the, the fact that there is, so like I said, there's no such thing as a mobile bar you know, mobile liquor license in the state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. So there, there is no, um, caterer, bar, restaurant, anybody that can take, alcohol off of their permit premise and resell it to um, a client and then return anything that's extra at the end of the night kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, you know, the, you know, people just kind of want the one-stop shop, but, you know, not only is it, is it not legal, uh, but it's also something where, you know, if you've got somebody that's trying to charge you, you know, any given venue might charge you $22, $25 per person uh, for mm-hmm. an open bar kind of thing. Um, yeah. You you can save thousands of dollars by um, you know you know booking a, a service like ours and then you know being able to provide your own alcohol. Um, but what we do is we end up working with our clients and everything to be able to um, you know we come up with a beverage plan to kind of guide them through the whole process of you know how much they need to buy based on the number of guests, the number of hours. Um, there's mm-hmm. some a whole lot of math that goes into it, and then some uh, some bar wizardry and uh, educated guessing, you know, just based off of, um, you know, previous events and everything. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think the, the previous knowledge and the bar wizardry are the really important things because I know that when we were planning our wedding, you know, Oh God, what year is it? 12 years ago. Sorry. I just had to do mental math there. When we were planning ours 12 years ago, we, took the venues guide for how much alcohol to buy for our wedding. And they had, we had to buy the alcohol, but they provided the bartenders. And again, if I had somebody like you to, to explain all the laws to me, it would have made more sense, I'm sure. But we bought based on what they told us. And we ran out of vodka, like, like a quarter of the way through the reception. It was crazy. And so my, one of my groomsmen's wives went out and just bought like a couple of cases of vodka at the, (laughs) you know, the state liquor store down the street. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've actually, we, uh, we pride ourselves on being able to, um, generally accurate or accurately estimate, uh, how much alcohol that somebody would need for an event like that. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not always perfect, but, you know, because everybody knows their crowd better than we specifically do. But, you know, we've had events where, you know, people said, oh, yeah, I looked at this uh, alcohol calculator online and, you know, this is what it told me. And then I look at the spreadsheet that they put together and, you know, say they've got a wedding of 200 people. You know, Mm -hmm. the amount of alcohol that that calculator gave them was enough for 1,200 people. Um, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Which depends on the family, I guess. Right. Well, that's that's also true. <laughs> then you also get, then you also get into liability and everything like that too. So you gotta you know you gotta keep it in moderation. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that that again you and your staff are going to be trained on knowing when people are like, ah, maybe you should take it easy, make a lighter drink, make a heavier drink. 
Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, we've always we've always been able to cut people off, and you know, it's it's never it's never easy, it's never fun, um, but it's definitely something that needs to be done. Uh, and we've, I mean, we've seen the aftermath of uh, what can happen with uh, alcohol at uh, you know weddings and other events with mm-hmm. you know, just all the fun, all the fun stuff that alcohol brings on. Oh yeah, absolutely. I uh, was, t- I was, I don't know if I told the story on a, on a podcast yet, but one of my uh, brides who actually has become an officiant for me got married last year at the Toledo club. And one of her guests got so incredibly um, hammered that they ended up climbing on top of that exit thing on the back of the building and jumping off and uh, a compound fracture on their ankle. Oh my gosh. And, had to, had to call an ambulance, of course, but the person was feeling no pain. Oh, until the next day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh, and thankfully, alcohol is a natural antiseptic. But yep. Um, so, <laughs> but so your team is trained to prevent situations like that as much as can be. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, are there any other services like yours in this area? Um, there have been, so we work with a lot of caterers, uh, that Mm -hmm. either provide their own, um, bartenders every once in a while. Um, but just, you know, a lot of times they don't want to take people out of either the restaurant or take their servers and throw them back behind the bar. Um, but outside of that, I mean, yeah, there have been a couple that have popped up, uh, very recently, actually. You're one of the main, the major players in the area. He's the OG. The OG. Been doing it for 13 years now, I believe. It's been, it's been a whole lot of fun. That's for sure. So what is a way that the business has changed in that time that you've seen? I would say most likely what people are drinking. Um, obviously, people are still having weddings. People are still drinking at you know weddings and having a grand old time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people's tastes have uh, seemed to change over the years. Um, you know, really kind of you're seeing a lot more uh, expansion into craft beer. You're seeing a lot of people do stuff like a uh, homemade wine or wine specifically made for, you know, their wedding or, you know, a friend is a, a friend is a craft brewer mm-hmm. and they, they brewed a specific batch, you know, for the wedding, um, you know, that sort of thing. And then a lot of people, you know, and then uh, the, um, the amount of people that are a whole lot smarter about, uh, you know, drinking and driving uh, the mm-hmm. amount of service, obviously the number of services now that are available between yes. you know, shuttles back and forth from, you know, the, where they're staying or Uber, Lyft, uh, you know, in a, a taxi, which I haven't seen one of those in a while. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So when it comes to the, like the home brewing stuff and bringing that into serve, are there many regulations around that? Uh, no, because there's, uh, you know, essentially because you're bringing in your own alcohol and serving your own alcohol, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're able to provide your guests, uh, you know, you, your alcohol. Um, it's essentially, you know, you can kind of equate it to the fact that uh, you are, you know, our service is basically serving the alcohol that our clients have provided. So basically, okay. if I were to come over to your house and hand you a beer out of your fridge, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, we're just providing the service. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So, so then I'm curious, have you ever had to serve anything that someone provided that you raised an eyebrow at like something that was maybe made by the light of the moon? (laughs) Um, I have, I have never been asked to, or had to serve anything like that. Um, every once in a while we'll get those, 
we'll get those craft brewers that make an awesome batch of you know ipa or whatever it is mm-hmm. um, my buddy keith is actually a really good home brewer and uh did that for um you know his wedding a couple years ago and everything uh, which was great mm-hmm. um but you'll every once in a while you'll see those people you know out you know out either in the parking lot or you know you turn you you turn around for a quick second and there's you know somebody drinking out of a, a mason jar kind of thing um, <laughs> yeah you just gotta shrug your shoulders and say make good choices oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and, that, and that goes back and that goes back to the whole liability thing is you know being able to catch those things and seeing you know if somebody's had too much or who's drinking or who's handing drinks over to who and you know mm-hmm. you always got to be able to pay attention to stuff like that yeah yeah and i imagine that pretty much only comes with experience yeah yeah that and definitely uh, so you know in it an exclusion policy in our um actual liquor liability insurance um you know it's unless we have unless there's somebody else there that has a either similar liability policy or uh greater uh we are uh, the only ones that are allowed to serve alcohol um on site mm-hmm. we also have that in our contract because you know you get those bridal parties that are you know, they got a cooler out back or cooler, you know, somewhere. And, you know, you got people sneaking drinks and this, that, and the other. Yeah. So it's always just something you got to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's a really good uh, thing to take into account for and to, to have an idea about that. I love when you and I watch, uh, we, we watch out for these things, but we're looking for different things. Like when I see people do that, I'm like, oh man, I need to go over there and take some photos of whatever's going on. <laughs> and you're like taking it away from, it's just funny the whole time you were talking about that. I'm like, hmm, I'm usually like, I should follow those people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's like uh, un- Uncle Joe's over here and he's already had uh, uh, you know, six beers out of that cooler. Uh, yep. We probably shouldn't serve him anymore. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you guys are looking for the same things for entirely different reasons. I That's know, awesome. That's so funny. Oh, I'm 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 absolutely about having a good time. It's just you know you always yeah. you always gotta just be aware. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The so you see you said something about the um the the trends have been interesting changing. I've seen something recently the um the themed drink or the custom drink trend. Is that a new thing or, or have I only just noticed it? Um, I, I want to say that's been around for a while now. Uh, I think that we're seeing it really kind of come to the forefront because of the amount of, uh, places and people that want to do a very, um, natural organic farm to table, um, you know, ingredient, fresh ingredient type thing. Mm hmm. Okay, so like the signature cocktail, it's not necessarily new, but it has kind of it has kind of like stepped forward into the spotlight. It's taken a bit of a different spin because of, you know, the ingredients and everything that people want to use. Cool. And then are they usually things that are pretty standard that you're used to making or are couples going like nutso and like, let's throw together things that no one's ever seen before? (laughs) Um, There is a little bit of that. Uh, Mm -hmm. That too often. Um, You'll see every once in a while where people will take their – you know, their favorite drink, like a Moscow mule or something like that. And just, and just put a, a cute name on it, a little twist on the name, um, to match up with their, uh, with their either last name or something like that. We had, uh, actually an awesome client of ours that did, uh, margaritas. They're, they're big fans of margaritas, but their Mm -hmm. new last name was Romer. 
R-O-E-M-E-R, and mm-hmm. uh, they turned it into the Romerita. And that was something oh that were, you know, you know, it was, it was, it was awesome. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of their uh, social media stuff recently where they've been, you know, still posting about that sort of stuff and having a grand old time with it. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. That and cool. then we, you know, we'll do other stuff too, where, you know, uh, I want to say it was probably two years ago, um, that we had a client that had a signature cocktail. They wanted to do a fresh squeezed Paloma where we ended up having to, uh, deal with a local supplier that had to provide us with basically like five gallons of uh, fresh squeezed grapefruit juice, um, you know, a couple gallons of fresh squeezed lemon juice uh, to be able to to make their uh, cocktail. Oh my gosh! Wow. wow. So, but so you're you're into that. So you're actually working with them to to have to try and do these crazy requests. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool, man. Yeah, and then part, awesome. of the, part of what we're planning on doing with the uh, new warehouse space is uh, kind of building a little bar area in there to be able to have clients in, uh, do cocktail tastings and, and, you know, be able to explore, uh, you know, kind of what they want to do for their event. That's so great. Oh, we need to talk about hot air balloons, too, by the way. <laughs> uh, not that, a that, has to come up. that has to come up. Just, just as a side note. <laughs> okay. I mean, we can, we can certainly go there right now. <laughs> Uh, what is what is your hot air balloon question? Um, I don't know. God. Um, okay, so so you you posted you guys are going to like potentially have like a premier pour like hot air balloon, right? Which is crazy. Uh, yeah. So uh, a handful of years ago, um, I got involved with the hot air ballooning community. Uh, I now have my student pilot's license, and I am planning on. Uh, eventually purchasing a hot air balloon and getting my license. Um, I'm also in, I've also been involved with the glass city balloon race locally for a couple of years. Uh, I got out to Leon, Mexico every year for big events down there and out to Albuquerque for the big one. Um, but we just had Cameron balloons out of Ann Arbor, uh, design us a couple different options for, uh, potential envelopes, the actual fabric of the balloon. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll be able to throw our advertising on the, on the side of a hot air balloon here soon. That is so cool. That is amazing. I know, right? <laughs> like, I want you to, I want you to drop a shot into my mouth from the hot air balloon. I think that is the, <laughs> the ultimate we, evolution, right? We might, we might be able to make that happen. I... Oh my God. <laughs> Just yeah. dive bombing jello shots. Yes, that would be so great. <laughs> What could possibly go wrong? Speaking of lies, just, you, just, you just put a, just could just put a little parachute on there and drop it down to you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Oh my gosh, perfect. <laughs> well, so so with everything that we've talked about and all the different things we've touched on, what is what is something that I should have asked you that I didn't know enough to ask? Are we the best bartending service in the entire <laughs> land? The answer would be yes. Um, Excellent. Awesome. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite cocktail currently is a Moscow Mule, um, and I also like IPAs. I, uh, outside of that, I mean, nice. Ooh, what's the most popular um, like request that you guys are getting for drinks right now? I would also say, prob- I would say probably Moscow Mules. Um, really? They they really have kind of taken over uh, within the past two years. I would say two or three years. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that's that's one that's served in the copper cup, right? Yep. Now, what's what all what all goes into a Moscow Mule? Uh, Moscow Mule would be uh, vodka, 
ginger beer, uh, some fresh squeezed lime juice garnished with a lime. Uh, I also just got an awesome little uh, zester that I've been taking fresh ginger and um, putting fresh ginger into the Moscow Mule as well. Ooh, that sounds lovely. That does. That sounds really good. <laughs> I also, I really like making them with uh, bourbon as well. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Does it have a separate name if you call it that? Uh, bourbon Mule. Or bourbon, Kentucky, mule? bourbon Mule or a Kentucky Mule. Uh, Kentucky Mule. That's very on brand. I like that. Yeah, that's good. That's so cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, is there is there anything else that you want to promote? I mean, obviously, other than you know your services, but anything you guys have coming up? Uh, we actually are in the process right now. We've got a company that we're working with to um, create these small little tins that have, uh, you know, basically like kind of like a ready to go cocktail kit. Uh, we're going to have those within the next probably two or three weeks. Um, but they, you know, they're, we're going to, we've got three coming right now and they're going to be a champagne cocktail, a Moscow mule and a, um, and old fashioned. So basically it comes with, you know, in the, in this little small, basically it's a TSA compliant little travel kit. You can basically make mm-hmm. to go cocktails on the plane. All you need to do is just, you know, grab the alcohol. Um, but it would come with a small spoon muddler, um, you know, all of the, you know, the syrups and everything to actually make, you know, between based on the, uh, uh, size of the, um, kit uh you can either make mm-hmm. three or three or six uh cocktails per kit wow, nice that's, awesome. that's a fantastic idea what a great marketing uh idea yeah i just got the i actually just got the graphics back from my designer probably like an hour ago and i absolutely love them so awesome very cool yeah. well, so if uh if folks want to check out i'm assuming you're going to put pictures of those online somewhere absolutely so where can folks look for you online uh, you can either look for us on directly onto our website, which is premierpour.com, uh, mm-hmm. on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. on our Instagram, or we also have a LinkedIn page as well. Cool. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, Premier Pour. Outstanding. Cool. And then the last thing, the very last question I ask all of our guests is what's something right now that's bringing you a lot of joy? And it doesn't have to be business related, can be whatever you want. The sun is out. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> we've gone far too many days without uh, without sun in Northwest Ohio, especially being stuck in uh, home right now. So mm-hmm. the the sun being out and those warm rays uh, are are definitely helping out. Yeah, yeah, I hear I hear right. you. I, yeah, <laughs> I walked outside earlier and I was standing in the sun for about five minutes. I'm like, I feel like my face is burning. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like I'm, this is confusing. What is this feeling? I don't. I haven't yeah. felt this in a while. <laughs> exactly. And that's this week's episode. Thank you again for listening. We are so glad that you choose to spend your time with us. Remember, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by going to patreon.com slash your I do crew, or leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast network. And make sure that you subscribe to make sure that you don't miss a single episode filled with great stories and wedding tips. So stay tuned for all that and more on next week's episode of Your I Do Crew. This is Atan, owner and chief officiant of Weddings for the Ages. You can find us on The Knot, Wedding Wire, Facebook and Instagram as Weddings for the Ages. And this is Lindsay Roselle with Lucky Bird Photography. You can find me on Wedding Wire, The Knot, and you can also find me on social media using at Lucky Bird Photo. If you liked what you heard today, help us spread the love. Comment, like, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play and share on your favorite social media platforms. We love feedback. 
So if you have any suggestions or if you want to ask us a question, email us at feedback at youridocrew.com. Thanks for listening, and here's to love, laughter, and happily ever after. Cheers. I want to get, I want to get, I want to get married. Music credits are as follows. Song title, I Want to Get Married, by artist D. Cylinders, from the Free Music Archive. Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international. Hey.